Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Anonymous Andrew back with you with a, I know I always say this, a, a special exciting episode. But today was particularly special, and I'll tell you why. Number one, by the time you hear this, it'll be mid-August, but you guys know that I've been struggling to get down to the beach. I finally went to the beach today, alone. I overcame my fear and anxiety of going to the beach and if you're not following the story, there was three summers that I went to the beach with my ex. And um, I lived six blocks from the beach. It's my happy place. It was our happy place. It was the place we fell in love. So there was a lot of triggers going down to that beach. And of course, the top anxiety or fear was to run into her there. But I bit the bullet. And I packed up the car and my chair and my wagon and my cooler and I went to the beach and I spent, I don't know, two and a half, three hours there. And um, it was an absolute delight. Um, I got some color. I got some fresh air. I was finally decompressing, relaxing between the the full-time job I have in this podcast and all my AA meetings and all my other social activities, I, I needed to decompress. I needed to get out and relax, and I did that today, and I'm proud of myself. Which brings me to today's episode. Today, I came across, I, I have a, uh, a public relations agency that matches um, guests with the podcast they know what kind of podcast i have and they have guests that are coaches life coaches romance coaches dating coaches and they think if they're they, if they if if they're a fit for this show they offer them to me and i i received an offer to have a guest on today and her name is Irina and she's from the Ukraine or born from um, Ukraine I think at the time it was Russia but she's now based here in the United States and she's been here for quite some time and so I accepted her because I read her her bio and her and her website and she does exactly what I need to move forward. Yes, I went to the beach. Yes, it's been 10 months, but this past relationship, 
I still have not moved on from. Yes, I, I'm not where I was six months ago. Not at all. I, I, I've come a long, long way. But I cannot get this woman out of my head. And going to the beach today was just another trigger, although I, I overcame it and I, and I did it. There is still the issue of self-love and self-respect. And um, as you'll hear in this interview, Irina tells me that there is just no way I'm going to move on. And even if I do find someone to start dating and maybe get into a relationship down the road, I will only sabotage it again. I did not sabotage the last relationship. It was not my doing, but I stayed way too long. I should not have stayed as long as I have. I knew what she was doing. I knew she was cheating on me um, one year in, but I stayed for two and a half years. So, um, I'm only going to repeat the same behavior. I'll find somebody, I'll fall in love, I'll yada, yada, yada. And then the pattern will repeat itself. And this woman has offered to work with me. Um, I'm, we're talking outside the podcast to see if, if, if we're a good fit. But anyway, today's episode is with Irina. And she has a last name, but I'm not going to try to pronounce it. And she is with Love Mastery. That's the name of her practice. And she is a dating, a certified dating relationship coach. And I really enjoyed talking with her. She has um, some great insight. And we actually uncovered something from my childhood that I was completely unaware of. So... Without further ado, I present to you my interview with Irina from Love Mastery. I'll talk to you on the other side. Hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew back with you with another episode. And today I am really excited. I found a guest that I have, uh, it's almost like she was a, a gift from my higher power. Today we have I, Irina, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Irina is a certified relationship and dating coach. Good day, Irina. Hello and welcome. Hi, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me uh, on your podcast. Hi, everybody um, who is listening to this podcast. I am Irina, and I am indeed a relationship and dating coach. And I'm here to share some of my wisdom, some of my tips, some of my own struggles in hopes to allow people to see that just because you feel certain inadequacies, certain brokenness inside of you, maybe confusion, maybe you feel lost, it doesn't have to stay that way, that there is absolutely a way to change this and make positive changes in your life. When it comes to love, it's extremely important to have that awareness. Okay, so let's start with 
what type of clientele do you work with? So I mostly, I mostly work with men and there's actually a bit of a unique reason behind it. And I'd love to share that when I grew up and I was born and raised in Ukraine, I am Ukrainian and I was born in a former Soviet Union. It was still Soviet Union at that time. The reason I'm sharing that is that it was an extremely brutal, harsh system when it comes to anything in relation to emotions. I was uh, raised the way to not ever be allowed to express any emotions. My own mom had undergone extreme severe abuse in her own childhood. So she had come into her adulthood with a lot of trauma, something that she had chosen, unfortunately, not to heal. So when she raised me, because she was abused by her father, she raised me essentially hating men. And it was very often when I heard from her when I was a kid and a teenager, when I heard from her, all men are useless idiots. Watch out. They're going to hurt you. This is what was wired into my mindset. So when I got married for the first time, when I was 23 years old, and I married this wonderful man, just great person. And when we started having challenges, that inner voice, the voice of my mom kicked back in. And I realized back then I thought, oh, well, all men are useless idiots. You know, what did I expect? It's just inevitable. So after having successfully broken quite a few relationships and multiple marriages, I had come to realize that that mindset, that inner voice that was inside of me for the longest time, well, first of all, it wasn't my, and second of all, it is ongoing cycle that I had to break. So at some point in my second marriage, halfway through my second marriage, I've decided to make radical changes. And I started my own healing, undergoing multiple ways of healing. I did therapy. I did energy healing. I did hypnosis. I learned to meditate. It was a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work. But I was determined to really uproot that toxic mindset coming from my mom and the system where I grew up that I had still carried into my adult years. And I tried to build relationships based on those beliefs and it was not working. So as the time had passed and I had healed and I've talked to so many men and I've realized that I have this sense of, I wanna pay back for all the pain that I had caused men in my life by being unhealed myself, by being emotionally broken myself. It wasn't intentional. It was coming from my place of trauma, but it was so. And at this point, I'm I'm truly, truly dedicated to help men see that if they have trauma and if they had, we will have childhood trauma actually. So whatever past experiences they have uh, undergone, maybe, unsuccessful relationship with women it's possible to heal and it's possible to go forward with changes and i'm really hoping to help them see dating and relationship dynamics through a healthy filter so this is essentially just my way to pay back for the pain that i had caused unintentionally and replace this pain with hope and compassion this is why i 
prefer to work with men. Men suffer silently because society has it that men should be this and that. Emotions should not be displayed. They're supposed to be strong. They're not supposed to cry. All of that BS when at the end of the day, at the core, they want to be loved and they want to feel good about their life. I have a son who is 12 right now. And when I look at him, I want to make sure that when he grows up, he has the healthiest relationship dynamic and understanding of how it is to connect to a woman possible. And for that, I need to work with men, teach them and make the world a better place. And you are absolutely correct that men suffer silently, um, which is kind of why I started this podcast, because I was suffering in silence uh, post the breakup, which was a pattern that I was doing over and over again, was seeing the same type of women, chasing the same, and it just wasn't working. I was a a serial relationship. You've heard of a serial murderer? a killer i was a serial relationship killer i would go from one relationship to the next relationship to the next relationship but not changing anything what's the expression you know uh, doing the same thing expecting different results so uh it was finally after this post this last breakup that and you had mentioned before that i had some self-awareness and some other of my support system said that maybe i should take a break from dating so let's say that a a man who might be listening has gone through a horrible relationship where he was cheated on or abused psychologically or any number of whatever it can be. He he comes to you. How 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 do you begin to work with them, and what is your goal for that for that? I guess it would be different for every man, but. It's actually not very different. I have a program. Uh, It's, there is a blueprint. Of course, it's customized. It's tailored to individuals' life story. However, the first step is always the same. And the first step is always uncovering the roots of current problems and obstacles. And I'm not even going to say 99% of the time, 100% of the time, it's the problems stem from traumatic experiences, usually from childhood or past relationships. So when we are kids, we have to survive. We're dependent on our parents. We have to survive physically and emotionally. Thus, we create coping mechanisms to help us do that. And this is how the nature intends it. And that's correct. However, when we're adults, if we're still employing the same coping mechanisms in our adulthood, we're applying our feelings that our inner child that is still feeling hurt. And if we're applying it to our adult relationship, it is almost guaranteed this relationship will not work. So when a man comes to me, and usually most of the time, it's a request to help him find a compatible person to form the relationship with. And it's a beautiful goal to have. But we can't get to that goal without first discovering the roots of the current obstacles. Just like you mentioned, you have 
successfully you said you, you you've killed relationship a few times in a row right so if there is a pattern that repeats itself it needs to be uncovered why it keeps repeating itself because what's going to happen if i were to just give you dating skills and teach you about body language which i do i teach you how to approach women i teach you how to talk how to compliment i teach you how to make your date memorable i will teach you all that stuff to make you ready with skills for dating but once you meet somebody you will sabotage that relationship if you have not uncovered why the pattern kept repeating itself so the first step is undeniably looking in and figuring out what it is that needs healing this is where we start working and the next step is the mindset changing and rewiring because you cannot take your old mindset and old negative beliefs about yourself about women about the world and base your new fresh relationship and hope for love on old toxic mindset it will not happen so the second big part of the dating program is changing your mindset and then only then when we uncover the roots, when we know what was holding you back before, when we had put in place certain tasks as exercises and we have achieved a certain healing and mindset and now operates differently, we have replaced unhealthy patterns and understandings of the world around and relationships with the healthy ones. This is when you get dating skills. This is when you're ready to go into the world and connect with women on a deeper level and to meet your right person. Just like you mentioned earlier, Andrew, when we were chatting with you before the recording is that we radiate certain energy out. If you are feeling somewhat broken on inside, it's inevitable that you will attract a person that will either want to exploit that brokenness Mm -hmm. or add more to it by being broken herself. And that's exactly what happened in the past three relationships, but more specifically the last one, she exploited the brokenness. Let me, I, I, I have a, a question. You, you talk about, we have to fix or identify the trauma that the child endured in childhood. This may surprise you, and or might not. I was brought up in a very healthy environment. My father was a doctor. My mother was his nurse. He built a practice in New York City, right outside of New York City. We lived a very nice lifestyle. I went to good schools. My parents did not. They were not drinkers. They were not fighters. They were... Uh, it was I saw a a healthy marriage and they stayed married until my mom passed away uh, I don't know 10 12 years ago uh, and then dad passed away shortly after that I to this day unless there's some way of uncovering maybe hidden trauma that I'm not remembering I don't, I think what I'm getting at is I don't remember any traumatic experiences from my childhood. I really had a very good upbringing, good schools, good, good, 
I lived in a beautiful home in a beautiful neighborhood. Uh, you see where I'm going? So, but maybe yes. I'm blocking something. I see where you're going, but let me point something out. All of the non-traumatic experiences that you have listed, a good home, a good school, the professions of your uh, parents, they were not fighters. All of these things that you have listed, they're all external circumstances. What is the dominant feeling that comes up when you think of your childhood? Did you feel loved? Were you able freely and easily express to your parents that you made a mistake or you screwed up? Or were you afraid of your parents? Did you just know that they loved you or did you actually feel it inside? Yeah, I think you just nailed it. I was the oldest. I have three younger sisters. My dad, because he was building a, a practice, a medical practice, was gone 16 hours a day. Bingo. You just got it. Yeah. And I, I never had dad's love. Dad's love to me was financial. He would say, I don't have the time to take you to a baseball game. I don't have the time to fly a kite with you. I don't have the time to, to sit down and do something you like to do, but I will support you. I will give you good money, a good schooling. I will feed you. I will send you to a prestigious college. Um, I will pay for you, but I, but so he, no, but I, I see where you're going. He, he made up for his love, the the lack of it, the affection. And my mom too, which was interesting because she worked for him and she also had three other, four children. So it was hard for her to work for my dad, run a home. Although we did, we ended up hiring, I think a nanny or a housekeeper, but I, I just realized that I, while I think on the outside I had a perfect upbringing, I didn't have that love, that affection. And that's your root. Yeah. And that's the root of the lack of the self-love. This is how it gets formed. And this is, if it's not addressed, you carry it throughout your entire life. So I've been chasing women to give me that affection that I didn't have as a child. You're looking for external validation. Mm -hmm. External validation never will bring you sustainable sense of love. It's impossible. Okay. Interesting. It's just, it's something that, it, it, this is why I'm extremely passionate about working with man, because your story is unfortunately uh, not uncommon. It's mm -hmm. oh, very, very common when I hear, when I was writing my book that I just finished, it will be published soon. I had, I interviewed people and I interviewed quite a few men and the stories that they shared when they finally were trusting me to share is every single one of them had exactly the same root, the lack of self-worthiness, and the lack of self-love. And this is why they either stayed in a relationship for much longer than they should have, even though they knew it was not working. 
But when you don't have at the core, when you don't have that self-love, when you don't have that foundation, you feel that that relationship, that external relationship is your lifeline. So it feels that if you let it go, it, you're gone yourself. Yeah. That's probably you can understand that feeling. And every single man I interviewed when I was writing the book shared the same or similar childhood trauma. It's unloved feeling. We all understand our parents did their best. But doing their best with their given resources back then does not necessarily translate into us feeling loved. My parents had to work three shifts in a row. We were communicating through notes. I would wake up in the morning. They would be already gone to go to work. And I would just get a note. This is what you eat. This is what you take to school. And then when I come back from school, they would be still working. I would do my homework and they would be uh, coming back for a very short period of time, but they would be so exhausted. They would take a nap, sleep to go for a night shift. And I would see my parents maybe half an hour per day. If that, I raised myself. I'm the only child. I was lonely. I built a world in my head and it was not the healthiest world. And the whole childhood, I had a sense that they just don't need me. They just don't love me. Meanwhile, my parents were working themselves to death to provide food. To provide for you. This is what they did to love me. But did I feel it? No. Because as a child, you don't understand that material possession is what should be kind of a symbol of love because it is not. Yeah. It's very similar because you you were the same thing. I had no affection. I didn't see my dad. And and when my dad did get home late at night from work, my mom would have that martini waiting for him at eight o'clock at night because after working 15, 16 hours in a hospital all day, he came home and and all he and, and we were told, do not bother dad. Dad needs to sit down and decompress and have his martini. Um, he he was not an alcoholic, but like he any need to decompress from his yeah, day exactly. Yes. But I couldn't go up to dad and say, "Hey, dad, can you help me play with this airplane or this puzzle?" Or, because he was too tired, and like like you said, your parents were very interesting. What I what I and 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 I I we promised not to make this about me, but I just realized something. He sent me to his pre med school where he graduated pre med was a very prestigious college down by, not far from you, right outside of, uh, north of, you're down in Virginia, right? Yes, I went went to school in Emmitsburg, Maryland. And there's a small college down there, but it's a pre-med college. And my dad sent me there. Within one year, I was expelled from that college for drug sales. And I think that I resented my dad sending me to that school and wanting me to become, he wanted me to become a doctor. He wanted me to follow him in his footsteps, but he never sat me down and said, this is the path that I would like to choose for you because he was building a practice and he wanted to leave it to somebody, but he never told me that. So, and I ended up sabotaging, remember that word we used, my college years. I ended up getting expelled. I had to come back to New York and I had to finish out my college years here. 
Very interesting that we uncovered that. Do you know that now I have two kids, so I have a son and I have an older daughter, 12 and 14. Uh, they are hands full. And they're hands full because since they were little, I have been determined to raise them differently. And I've taught them to be expressive about their emotions. So they're not compliant and I don't want them to be compliant, but it is difficult to yeah. deal with them <laughs> okay. sometimes, right? However, I can tell you from being a mom and being a child to my own parents that children ask for love in the most unloving ways. Mm, yep. So your way to sabotage, to resent your dad and do something that you know would make him feel a certain way, mad, upset, angry, is was your way to ask for his love that he could not give you. I wanted his attention and I got it. Yeah. <laughs> he you wasn't happy. Attention. It was just a toxic way to get it. Yeah. And then I think I continued that sabotage because I came back to New York. I got married quickly and, and and then i sabotage that it's been one sabotage after the other and and i think we just uncovered you know it's interesting i asked you i had no trauma and maybe it wasn't trauma but it was the lack of love and affection from my father actually um it is impossible to come out of the childhood without having some kind of trauma and right. wounds it's already scientifically proven that regardless of how loving and wonderful your parents are, you will still have some primal wounds, as they call it, yeah. wounds that were formed in your childhood. But it is our responsibility when we reach adulthood to reflect, to look back, bring it to the awareness and leave that baggage behind yeah. it's very unfortunate that our society and our school system does not allow for the education emotional education to put to sit people down in their mid-20s when their emotional brain has finally developed sit them down and educate them and understand okay let's see what kind of relationship dynamic model did you get from your parents let's analyze that teach them skills. I work with people and I realize that almost nobody has skills to connect. Nobody has communication skills or listening skills. You know, when we were when we were kids, our parents would be like, when you ask your parents like, oh, why I cannot do that? And they go, uh, because I said so. And there's no explanation, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was my case at least. And if there is no explanation and you feel completely disrespected, even though you're a little human being, you're little, but you're still a human being. You do deserve respect, but you don't get it. This is what you take and you apply to your adulthood. You don't have to go. No. Thankfully, now coaching is available. And this is why I'm, I'm determined to change the world before my kids go into yeah. adulthood. They're very stubborn. So I think it's easier for me to change the world for them <laughs> before I change my kids from being so stubborn. But jokes aside, like if our society finally came out and said, listen, we are all needing healing. Every single one of us. We mm. all have struggles. Let's embrace this fact that we all have struggles and let's bring it all up to the awareness and let's heal. But 
I, I don't know if the society wants us all to be healed because yeah. that is when I'm going to buy as much stuff. <laughs> yeah, if, well, if we're happy, we don't need as much materialistic stuff uh, in our life. Our society is pretty screwed up right now, so we have a lot of fixing to do. Everything from politics all the way to the way the culture is going, but we we don't have to get into that. Okay, so let's assume you take whether it's me or somebody like me and you take them through the trauma and and teach them how to self-love because that's still one of my struggles is self-love self-respect because you're right if i start dating again i'm just going to repeat the same thing how so we we go through this program and 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 i i become I start loving myself and I'm now I'm ready to date. So you, you, you take, so you take your clients from their childhood trauma or whatever trauma, help them heal from that, find self-love. And then when they're ready to go back out into the dating world, you then help them do that as well. Then that's the exciting part. That's when I give <laughs> okay. you all of the dating skills that you need to be confident and competent. That's another thing that should be taught like in high school. You should have dating skills. Yeah. Most people don't. Most people don't. And dating skills, are, it's, it's quite an exciting thing to actually learn. And I hope that with time, it will become a more accepted skill so because sometimes I, I have some clients who don't who wanted to keep a secret because they are learning something, but they don't want anybody to know that they're learning skills to date. Uh, but I think it's awesome because when you want to get a new job, right, you prepare for the job interview, don't you? You figure out, OK, I'm going to wear this. I want to look a certain way. I want to make sure that I smell good. I want to make sure my posture is right. You prepare for whatever questions there might be. You put effort and time into it, right? And then you go for the job interview because you really want the end result to be positive. Meanwhile, when it comes to finding love, somehow we have this notion that it's just like in the movies, that you're just going to turn the corner, bump into the Prince Charming yeah. or the love of your life and, and it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that may happen in movies. That does not happen in no. real life. To yeah. actually have that poof and happens, you actually have to put efforts into it. And yeah. I say, I just wrote the blog on my website and I called it, it's a numbers game because it is a numbers game. You have to put yourself, once you have those skills to apply that I will teach you, you have to put yourself in front of as many women as possible. And you have to practice. You have to get rejected. You have to practice your social skills. I call it building your social muscles. It's very important. Just like when you go to the gym and you take care of your physical body, guess what? You need to take care of your social skills and your mindset and your mental and emotional health. It has to be a wholesome. Yeah, somebody, somebody once said to me, you wouldn't submit a resume for a job interview that was not complete or that was a mess it's the same thing with dating you precisely yeah and yet we go into love life expecting that it somehow has to happen on its own and very often when people come to me and they ask for help 
I ask them, what is your ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to find love. And when I ask them, okay, so why do you think you have not found your love as of right now? And they say, oh, it's because women are so and so. And women go, oh, well, it's because all men are so and so. All they want is sex. And I go, no, that's not true. That's men not true. want relationship. Women want relationship. So we've got these two camps instead of actually looking in, making sure your relationship ready, that you're ready to love yourself. You're ready to invite somebody into your life and compliment each other, not complete each other. I, I hate that when they say you're my second half or you complete me. You're my no, better half, yeah. You are complete as you are by yourself, but you invite somebody into your life to make it even more beautiful, to enhance the goodness that you already have in your life. This is what the relationship should be. It should not be a band-aid, you know, just slapped on the lack of the self-love and hope this relationship will not fail somehow because then you're going to be again heartbroken. Yeah. And that's that's my that's in the beginning of my podcast I say I've been there and I'm still doing that. That's my motto because that's what I'm doing. I'm repeating the same pattern over and over again. I'm putting a band-aid on the self-love that I'm not fixing or that I'm not, you know, earlier you said I'm self-aware. Yes, I am very self-aware that I have this problem, but I'm just not fixing it. You but, need the tools. Yeah. You need the tools and techniques to fix it. You cannot fix something just by knowing. Knowing something intellectually does not give you the tools to no. fix it. No, not at all. Okay, so let me ask you, I'm just trying to take the audience through what your practice, what your coaching style is. So we fix we fix the childhood trauma and the self-love and we get the man ready for to go out and start dating. Yes. What are your thoughts on dating apps? Do you use dating apps? Do you prefer men go out into the real world and meet or women organically? Or do you do you do both? Oh, we I teach to utilize every possible source. We do them all. All the dating, online dating uh, apps and social setting. Absolutely everything. That's why I said it's a numbers game. If you only go and try to meet women organically, maybe you'll talk to one woman every couple of weeks that caught your attention, but it's going to take you about 150, 200 years to go through a bunch <laughs> yeah. of women to get to your compatible partner. That's not going to work. I, I'm not probably going to leave that long to coach you through that. Yeah. So no, it has to be, I do have clients that come to me and they go, I don't do the apps. I'm like, hold on a second. So why, why, what's wrong with the apps? And they go, because they don't work. It's almost, it's only for hookups. That is not correct. That's not correct. No. It's a technological app that gives you an opportunity to get in front of people that you otherwise would not have been in front of. Correct. So if you know, again, coming back to the tools, if you know how to filter through, how to set up your profile, and this is all I teach that, we revamp the online dating profile we do the pictures, we do the description, I teach you how to open the conversation, I teach you how long to text, I teach you how to transition from texting to the phone call, from phone call to the first get together, we don't call it date, we keep it very casual, and uh, we use the online dating for our benefit, because it is very possible, I have quite a few friends and clients that have met people 
on Tinder or Hinge and have already gotten married and had kids. Wow. It's totally possible. Totally I, have, possible. I have noticed because over the past, let's say, month or two, I, I want to test the waters of do I have the confidence to go out I, I I'm I have been on dating apps these past couple of months on and off on and off and and whatever well, that that's a conversation for another day I have tried to meet women in the real world IRL as they call it like at the supermarket what I'm finding is women and and correct me if I'm wrong or tell me your your side of of what what you're seeing women today are so either because of COVID or because of how society has changed or the Me Too movement, or, or I, I'm just throwing things out there, that if you approach a woman, let's say I'm in the, in the produce section of a supermarket and I, I see, I make eye contact with a woman. If I approach her, she's very standoffish because 20, 30 years ago when I was dating younger, that's how we met women. We would walk up to a woman and, and start a conversation with her. Today, women seem to be put off by that. Do you That's know? That's a good point you're bringing up, actually. Uh, those couple of reasons that you had mentioned, Me Too movement, the COVID, the isolation we had gone through, um, <clears throat> those are all contributing factors to a certain uh, approach what many women are taking on. However, um, it matters how you approach. This is one of the fundamental parts of this dating skills that many guys don't know. You yeah. have to pay attention to the body language. You have to actually see if she is open and if she's available for the conversation. And there is a way to spark the conversation without coming off as pushy or without coming off as rude in any way. There's always going to be women or men or, or people in general who just would be rude to you because they're having a bad day or it's just yeah. you know, something happened, okay? So the key is not to ever take it personally and the key is to keep trying. However, yes, I do teach men that when you see a woman in the grocery store, you absolutely should go approach her, but you have to do it skillfully. Yeah. I just went to this grocery store yesterday and I, as I was pushing my shopping cart through, I could see we women have peripheral vision developed really well. I could see that the gentleman keeps glancing over to my side and I noticed like, okay, I can see that there's interest, right? I was curious if he's going to come and talk to me, even though I'm not interested in meeting anybody at the moment, but I was just from the coach point of view, I wanted to know what his move is going to be. And finally, he kind of made his way a little bit closer to where I was. And he sparked the conversation. He's, he commented something on the, we were in the, um, produce the salads and stuff. And he commented something on the packaging on the lettuce. And I responded to him. And it was just a very brief, just a few seconds conversation. And I could see the sense of hope in his eyes, right? But I know I'm not interested. So I had to make a choice. How do I let him know that I'm not interested to make sure I don't stop him from trying again? 
because I'm a coach, I know how to do it, right? And uh, I turned to, I actually, I almost started walking away. I just smiled to him. I was nice. But as I was walking away, I turned around and I am like, okay, I need to make sure this man walks out of this grocery store knowing that what he did is admirable. And I turned to him and I said, listen, I just want to let you know that I'm not rejecting you personally. I'm simply not at the place of my life where I'm looking to meet somebody right now. But I do have to tell you that I admire the fact that you build up your courage and strength to come and talk to a woman that caught your attention. I think it's wonderful. And I gave him that compliment and he he lit up and he said, oh, thank you. That means that he's going to walk away and he's going to feel powerful. He's not going to be going away thinking, oh man, I'm never going to do this again. Yeah. So, and this is something that when I coach women, I teach them how to reject, even though I don't really like that word much, but I teach them how to let the men know that they know politely. Yeah. It can absolutely be done in a compassionate and kind way. I mean, essentially if we're all kinder to each other on a human level, the world would have been much better place. Yeah. It's ironically, I was at the supermarket yesterday and there was a, I'll say it, a Latina woman. I I just happened to like Latina women and she was gorgeous and she was in the checkout line that I was in and she was ahead of me and I couldn't take my eyes off her. And, and that's, I, I, I guess men have to learn to be careful when you stare because when you stare, that's a little creepy, but I, I was enjoying what I was looking at, but in the, in the, the mind was working. How do I approach this woman? I don't know if she's single. I don't, you know, I looked to see if there was a ring, but today rings don't necessarily mean anything. Some women don't wear them. Some women wear them. Some take them off when they, whatever. Uh, I would like to learn how to approach women in the real world without feeling like you just said that rejection or, but that's all comes from self-confidence. So um, there is a, on my website for anybody who is listening right now and who can relate to this anxiety over rejection. I had recently re, uh, written a free ebook that you can download from my web- website. It's lovedandfulfilled.com. Very easy to remember because everybody deserves and wants to be loved and fulfilled. So lovedandfulfilled.com and there's a you just click on the tab free ebook and you get it. And it's a book about four effective ways to overcome fear of rejection. It's specifically okay. for men. Okay. And I think it's very much needed to know. In most of the cases, why men don't approach women is because of the anxiety over being rejected. And the culture that we live in today that says, like everything we discussed before, I can't blame it all on COVID, but there is this whole movement of women now. I'm not blaming women, but there's this culture that if you say anything slightly inappropriate or in in politically incorrect or you know it's it's considered harassment you know and i think men have completely that's where the whole red pill movement started that's where the whole there's another term uh, which i don't subscribe to but there's another term my co my i don't know how to pronounce it where men are becoming turned off by women because of 
this whole culture that has turned women against men, you know, and, it and, is, it's, it's, it's not easy to no. navigate the modern dating world with all those contributing factors that you had described. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we all want love. So we should not stop trying. We should all get educated or coached and healed in order to be able to do it. And it goes to both women and men. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're both responsible. And, and if if there's going to be, a, a, of course, we're talking heterosexually here. If we're going to meet and greet and 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 pursue a relationship or dating at least there has to be some compromise and 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 and, and both sides have to put the effort in so um irena this is i think a great place to wrap it up um i i there's so much more we could talk about i find you fascinating and um a, a lot of what you talked about I have not heard before and uh, and I'm very intrigued by what your practice and how and your approach to all of this and and in in a short 45 minutes we seem to have figured out already what my childhood trauma was because I swore there was no childhood trauma <laughs> so this is why it's crucial for people to work with the coach because yeah. you as you you are by yourself you can't zoom out you need somebody to look in objectively yeah. Yeah, and you cannot do that. It's impossible. No, no. I, I and I like I said to you before we recorded. I have a support network. I have a group of friends, but they are biased. They are looking out for me. I need somebody, like you said, objectively who can look in and doesn't doesn't take sides and and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so um, so. You, tell us quickly the the name of your book that's coming out and, and when it might be published or when it'll be available. Um, I'm not sure how long it's going to take for the publishing and the editing. I am about to submit it to my editor. But uh, the book that I had written, uh, I'm happy to come back on the podcast once again, I, once I have it published. I was just going to offer not. you that. I was just going to offer you to come back when it's published. The book will be essentially about go the journey from brokenness to wholesomeness in one quick lifetime, uh, signifying the fact that we're all work in progress, that we all have struggles, and it is our responsibility to work to change those struggles into the wins. And uh, it is attainable with support group, either a coach or self-help and personal development tools but it's work and it's effort. And the goal for my book is essentially to bring awareness to people that every single person has struggles and there is no need to struggle silently. Right. There's absolutely no need to struggle silently. And the reason I am mostly working as a dating and relationship coach is because this is where we get our childhood trauma triggering things that we don't want to get triggered so when right. we get in relationship with others all of the sudden there are things coming up that we don't even just like you did not realize that we don't realize that we're there the whole time because we got used on functioning on autopilot mostly on subconscious and then another person comes into our life and all of the sudden 
there are things happening that we don't know how to deal with. So dating coaching, uh, what I do is I teach people to master this fundamental step towards forming the relationship. And of course, it has to come from the place of healing, from the place of self-awareness, from the place of understanding what the obstacles were before. So when I work with somebody, I will always have the first free session together. And I ask them lots of questions to understand where they are now. And then I give them the tools and the guidance of how to get to exactly where they want to be. And this is the gap that usually by yourself is either impossible or excruciatingly difficult to do. The gap between the now and where you want to be. The guidance is um, can be very, very helpful. I don't have any magic pill. I don't have any quick fix. However, I do have a roadmap to the place where you will find your love and form the relationship sooner or later. Wow. Irina, thank you so much for joining me today. I would like to put all of this information in my show notes so where people can reach you. You, you want to quickly say where your what your website is? Absolutely. My website is uh, lovedandfulfilled.com. Okay. And there's a lot of information there. There is a blog. There is my free ebook. Free book. For those yep. that want to read about rejection. I have some exciting workshops, group workshops coming up. It will be posted there as well. I'm doing dating workshops um, relatively regularly. But the best way is just go to my website, book a call with me because the first session is free and uh, see what kind of help you can get, what it is that you need yeah. and where it is that you want to be. Okay, amazing. All right, everybody. Irina with um, Life, what's the name of the, what's your coach? I'm sorry. My coaching practice, I call it Love Mastery. Love Mastery, there you go, yes. thank you. Irina Love with Mastery. Love Mastery. Thank you so much for joining me today. And it, it, it was very eye-opening for me. So I really appreciate everything that you brought to the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Andrew. It was my, a pleasure. My pleasure. Un believable incredible i really connected listen i have to tell you that you know before i record any interview the guests and i chat for 10 minutes uh before we record just to get on the same page what are we going to talk about what questions are we going to ask pre-interview irena had had is one of the few that actually read my bio and listened to some of my episodes. So she knew all about my story and about me. She did her homework. And that number one just blew me away. And she came, she approached me with um, a completely different angle. Um, I can see that she's been doing this for a long time, uh, not just coaching, but doing podcast interviews. Um, she 
kind of guided me in onto how we were going to do this. While we were not going to focus on me, we were going to try to focus on her practice and what she helped. She predominantly works with men, as you heard. We were going to focus on trying to help the average man who might be listening to this podcast. But in a typical fashion, it always circled back to me. So anyway, I want to thank Irina so much. There's a, there's a, there's a chance that I might be working with her down the road to, to work on me. So we'll keep you updated on that. Um, okay, here comes the good part. Please, please, I need your help. Follow me, subscribe to me, leave a review on Apple or Spotify, five stars and a little blurb at the bottom. What you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, I need to hear from you so I can keep doing this. It also helps the other people who are looking for shows to listen to, to read your reviews. And I do promise at one point I'm going to read all of your reviews on the air. Ladies and gentlemen and people of all genders, if you need to make a choice or have to make a choice, please, I urge you to choose wisely. Until next time, ciao.